From Luminary Media, this is Karamo. You know I'm all about helping you get to the emotional core of what's happening in your life. And on this show, you're able to call in and speak directly to me to get advice to navigate those hard issues that you're going through. Hey, Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Relationships. Now, I get at least 30 to 40 to 50 of the same messages from different people asking me for advice on relationships. And what I've realized is that even though this is coming from different people, we are all having the same issues and are all looking for the same answers. We need direction and guidance. Now, when it comes to relationships, relationships for me, I break it down into three different categories. I call them the I-2-3 of relationships. Say it with me, people. The I-2-3 of relationships. Now, the I is your intimate relationships, the relationships you have with your boo, your bae, your fiance, your spouse, or your partner. Now, what differentiates the relationships from others is that with your boo, it's a consensual sexual activity happening. You understand? You are knocking boots. You are doing BJs, HJs, RJs, any of the Js that you and someone else like to engage in. And if you don't know what any of those things are, it means you're too young and you shouldn't know. And if you don't know and you're older, send me a DM and maybe we'll do another show about (laughs) what you should be doing in the bedroom. But nonetheless, that's the I. Now, the two is your friendship relationships. There is no sex, though there may be intimacy. This is your BF Your BFF, your bestie, your amiga, your amigo, your ride or die. This is someone you have both agreed upon that you are committing to being in each other's lives and supporting each other. Now, the three is an intimate relationship or friendship where there is a third factor that cannot be removed that is influencing how the relationship happens and most importantly, that keeps you bound to the other person. This is a child, a job, or the title family. So, The three categories that we're talking about in this three-part series is I, two, three. I, two, three. Today, our focus is going to be talking about the three and the I, two, three, where there's a third party that bounds you together. And joining me today to help me answer your questions that I've pulled from all your DMs is someone that is very important to me who I am bound to. Um, because we were both in an intimate relationship that transformed into a friendship, but we were bound together by a child. And it is the mother of my children, the beautiful, the gorgeous, the talented, Stephanie Brooks. 
How are you? Hi. Well, wow. After that introduction, I am more than fabulous. I'm feeling brilliant right now. Yes, you are. Thank you, Carmel, for having me. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad to be here with you. So what? So for anyone who doesn't know, I know a lot of people know me from the show, and you know that I'm gay, but you know I have kids. Let me tell you how this came about, because some of y'all have been like, did you adopt? What's going on? So Stephanie and I met when we were 15 years old. Um, her last name is Brooks. My last name is Brown. We walked into the high school, and I saw this stunning 5'10 supermodel of a girl with these beautiful... Burgundy lips, because that was your color back then. Am I lying? Am I lying? Oh, thank you, thank you. No, it, I believe it was called raisin. <laughs> yes, that was it. <laughs> but that was your color, and and I just remember thinking, what a beautiful person. And then it was like this immediate best friend kinship. We just connected and started talking about everything, and especially being fifteen years old. I don't think. We even understood what it was like to have someone that you could be that open and transparent about um, at that time in your life. That's very true. Um, it was more than magnetic. It just seemed like it was definitely destined because we instantly, like you said, you you were pretty accurate. We just became best friends from that day. I think we started sharing lockers the next day. <laughs> we did start sharing lockers the next day. <laughs> Ooh, we were some old codependent ass children. We, right? <laughs> okay. We were thinking schedules, like, wait a minute, you have more classes on this side. Like, you come share the rocket for me. It was you, your suggestion. I'm like, oh, okay. uh, I like it. Um, and then, <laughs> and then the thing is, is that at the time, um, I was a virgin. Um, I always tell people Stephanie was a virgin. I believe you were a virgin at the time. Um, yes, I was. Okay, I, you know, I was making sure. I don't know. You know what I mean? This is the story <laughs> I tell, but I don't think we ever talked about it. But yes, we were both virgins at the time. And we decided to take our relationship to another level. And we had um, sex. That sex, in, you know, <laughs> I'm so clinical with it. We had sex. And, um, <laughs> um, and then Stephanie got pregnant. But the forces that be, our parents moved us both away. I moved to Florida to live with my father because my parents got divorced. You moved to go live with your grandmother. And during that time, you were pregnant. And we have to remind people. Now, Stephanie and I are not that old. We're not even in our 40s yet. But this is before the advent of technology as we know it today. So there was no social media. There was no Facebook, Instagram. There wasn't anything. So when we moved, there was no way to contact each other. Yeah, Facebook wasn't out yet. No, so but I think we was there was yeah, only was, AOL. Was there, yeah, there was only AOL Messenger, but we were too poor to have AOL Messenger. <laughs> I didn't have no. We did not have a computer in our house. Let me just let y'all know. It sounds weird because today everyone has fourteen million computers in their house, including the phones, smart TVs, now computers. But back then, I did not have a computer. There was two in the library that everyone shared, from my knowledge. But during that time, Stephanie had our child, a beautiful baby boy, and just being a young mother. And I don't want to talk for you, Stephanie took upon herself to be the best she could be and raise our child without me in the picture. And I went on with my life, you know, went to high school, college, and Stephanie raised our child. Stephanie, so I want to just know what was that period like for you? Because no one ever gets to hear that. They sort of just hear my side. Well, it was was hard. I mean, what else would you expect with a 16-year-old trying to figure out life and all that? But um, the hardest part for me was I still very much was holding on to a lot of innocence 
And in that instance, it was just like my best friend is gone. Like it's we have a child, and um, that's hard on the song. But I was really, you know, I wanted you to be there. I wanted to get in contact with you, but I just forever had this hope. I don't know uh, what you call it, but I've always been real hopeful, and I just knew that one day I would we would be together again. I knew it. So I just did the best I could, you know, and, at the time. And you did an amazing job um, because I always say this. First of all, I, I know we've talked about this before, but I think it's important to model the behavior, especially for the audience. You know, even though we were kids and we really had no control, I always want to just make sure I tell you how sorry I am that I wasn't there to support you, that I wasn't there to be there for you, oh, give you the love, all those things. I mean— you uh-huh. did not deserve that, just as I did not deserve not to be in my child's life at that beginning part, which right. was no fault to you. Right. Um, but I right. just want to say I'm sorry, you know, because I think sometimes people don't just acknowledge, like, it was messed up, and I'm sorry. I'm really sorry. Listen, um, I accept your apology, but I don't want to accept it because I feel as though it was out of our hands. It was, We were kids. And I never held any resentment towards you because, like what you started off telling our story, it's, it's so true that we had such a level of transparency. It was like, yes, you were my, I guess, my boyfriend or, you know, something like my boo. We were boyfriend, like girlfriend. <laughs> we was boyfriend, girlfriend. <laughs> we were going together. I, I just, I trusted you so much. And I, the bond that we had, it just was no way in my head at a, at a young age that we wouldn't be reunited. So when it came around, I was like, no resentment over here. No, you know, uh, no, no ill feelings or ill will, either, you know, was coming from me. I, I just wanted to see you and, you know, for us to pick up where we left off. Side note, many people don't know this, but the very first person I ever told I was gay, and Stephanie, I don't even think you remember this, was you. You were the very first person I ever told. Really? Uh-huh, but you were so young that I think it just went over your head. You know, it did establish in my mind the same thing you had, sort of this trust and bond of, like, it's true, it's honest, it's it's pure, what we had. There, was, there wasn't anything muddying it up, in a sense. And, right, but, right. but we went on with our lives, and you then met another gentleman, and you had four other beautiful children with— um, while I went on and at the age of 16, right after us, started to let people into my life when it comes to my sexuality. Um, so I was living my life fully as a gay man, started dating other men, was getting relationships, and life was life was pretty good. And so the story goes, um, I get home from this real world road rules event that I was on because I was on MTV's real world back, back, back in the day, um, 2004. I was the first openly gay African-American ever on reality TV. Let's give some applause. Okay. He's trying to do stuff. Um, And while I was on the real world, you were in the living room with your sister. And all of a sudden, you saw me on television. And that was the first time you saw me since we were 15. Yes. I saw you on that show and I remember jumping up and down like, oh my God, there you I mean, I had like you said, Carmen, we didn't have internet and we didn't have, you know, all those alternative ways to reach out to each other. So uh when I saw you on the show, I tried to email the show. Did I ever tell you that? 
No, you did not. Did you really? Yes. I see. And you know how I can nicely put together an email. And so it was rather lengthy. And I was like, I'm sure. And this is in my young, you know, mind still. Like, I'm sure you probably think I'm making things up. I'd be willing to take a lot of check the test. I was. <laughs> <laughs> Girl, you was watching way too much Maury. Okay. Way too much Maury. <laughs> I did not. Did anyone ever respond from MTV? No one ever responded. And that's what led me to trying to reach deeper to find you, Karamo. I just wanted to locate you. So, no, they didn't. I don't think they took me serious. Yeah. Because I knew, again, us being separated had nothing to do with us. We didn't want to be separated. Yes. That was our parents. Yes. That was them and their doing. I, I, I mean, so from where we, where we left off last, what I understood from you was that you loved me. I was your girl. I remember you um, playing D'Angelo, You're My Lady. <laughs> and that was our kid. <laughs> All right, but yeah. now... But this is the part, I'm glad that we were able to sort of talk about that, but this is the the crucial part of us being the three in the I, two, three of relationship, the three, us being two people who have to come together who are now bound by something that is bigger than us, which means that we can't separate. We will always have a tie to each other. So now we have to figure out how to manage our relationship in a way that's not only going to be healthy for us, but also healthy for our child, which was most important. And this was hard because I'm stepping into your life. You have four other children. You have a boyfriend at the time who used to give me the dirtiest looks. And I was thinking, I am a gay man. I'm a gay man. I do not want your woman. And I I was always so confused why he was threatened by me. Um, Also, we're talking about I was living in another state. I was in California. You were still living in Houston. And there was all of these things that were forces that were saying, even though there's three we're going to break this up. You all are not going to be able to communicate properly. And that's where we had to do the work to really to find common ground and to make sure that we always were on the same page. And I think that's what we did so extremely well, which is why our oldest child now is 22 and our youngest baby um, is 18. And you have your other three children that live with you. So let me get back to that. So a lot of people don't know. Um, Stephanie, one of her other children, Christian, as you all know, my other son, um, is her biological son and her, the other guy's father. I'm not biologically Chris's father, but Stephanie and I came together and decided some things were going on and that I could support Christian in having a better life at this particular time in his life. And Stephanie was so amazing of being like, let's just keep the family together. Let's stay together. And she supported me in getting legal guardianship and then adoption of Christian. That's how I became a father of two. Um, So that's why when I say our children, they actually are our children. They literally, (laughs) they have the same mother and they live at home with dad. And so that's how we have our two babies. But even through that of talking about bringing another child into my house and us navigating that, it was a lot of communication that had to happen. What would you say, Stephanie, was the key to the success of our relationship? Well, you just said it. It's the communication. Um, First of all, we have already established the love is there. The transparency is there. Uh, We 
decided that we wanted to raise our kids a certain way. He was always patient, and it just made sense. We used communication um, and love to just be like the guiding with us when we made decisions. Well, I was just so thankful that you could see... And this is why I always tell people, you are probably one of the most extraordinary women I know, because your only thing to me, all I remember, both when Jason came into my house and when Christian came in, was you just said, make sure our family stays together. Make sure we always stay together. But I think what makes our communication even more excellent is that there's no judgment. We always also have clear intention. And our clear intention is first that our priority is to make sure the kids are happy and healthy. And then secondly, that we are happy and healthy. And I think that helps a lot because we're not going into it talking about us. We go into always talking about this third party that's keeping us bound together. We're talking about how are we going to make this third party most successful because that's what's most important. I think a lot of times, especially in co-parenting situations, people get it skewed and backwards. They think, oh, we need to be happy and we got to talk and we got to get along. And then the kid's going to get along. Uh Uh-uh, wrong way. Kid first, you all second. And when you do that, every choice, decision communication you have is always based on their happiness and their success. And then you can come back and say, oh, they're good. Now let's talk about us. And I think that's important. I think that's key. And no judgment. I'm not you. You're not me. So let's not judge each other. That's right. So let's go to a quick break. And then when we come back, we're going to start answering questions that I've received. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. All right, we are back. Um, if you're just now joining us, which you shouldn't be because it's the podcast, you should have been listening the entire time. Um, we are on with my baby mama, Stephanie. Um, she is the mother of my two children. 
and she and I have known each other since we were 15 years old and have maintained a very happy and healthy relationship. And I wanted Stephanie to get on this call to help me answer questions from you all, my friends. So Stephanie, let's get into these questions. My ex-husband keeps bringing our child around his new girlfriend when I have asked him repeatedly not to. It's as if he does not want to listen to me. What do I do? That's from Tamika. Mm-hmm. All right, Tamika. Ladies first, what do you think? I'm a person about details, so she didn't give us many, so I'm just going to say in general. Uh, would look at it, and first and foremost, you want to make sure that whoever your, your ex is bringing your children around is safe. Like, your kids are safe. They're not in any danger. They're not being abused. I think she should also um, consider the relationship that she has with her ex. It sounds like he must be a responsible person, someone, you know, who's doing a good job of parenting because she allows the kids to go over without being supervised. So she should trust his judgment. Now, if it's a case where uh, the daughter or your child... Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I got to stop right there. I am literally going up. I'm going up right now. I am snapping my fingers. Because you just said the key thing. You said you are sending your children over there, so you must trust him. So why don't you trust his judgment? Come on, speak on it. Come on, speak on it, Stephanie. Speak on it. Right, like... Like, this is y'all, your child, y'all made together, and obviously that you trust him that much. So I'm just thinking, is this a personal problem or is it a problem? Because I, I know that it's sometimes hard, like you were mentioning earlier, Carmel, that we kind of put ourselves in the in the mix and maybe what happened in the relationship wasn't something that she wanted the breakup to happen. And um, you want to remove yourself from that because that's already gone on. That's This is what it is now. This is life. And you have to get comfortable with the way that uh, things are moving forward. I couldn't agree with you more. That That is com- completely it. I think when it comes to a relationship, what you just said is key. You trust him. So why don't you trust his judgment with whomever? Then secondly, what is their goal. What is your intention? Is your goal for you two to have some issues or is your goal to make sure your kid is happy and healthy and successful? Because nowhere in this did you say, like you said, there's missing details, but nowhere in this did you say, my kid is unhappy. My kid is being hurt. My kid is not safe. Is threatened. So if the kid is on a path to success, happiness, because they have you and they have their father. And it sounds like there is another mature adult being added to the equation. Then you need to figure out why that's just not the priority. That's where it should end. And also, you're so right, Stephanie. Maybe she's holding on. Tamika, you know, you didn't give us a lot of details, so we're filling in the blanks here. But I think this is good for anyone who's going through this, is that if you don't have the knowledge to say, I'm ready to forgive and move on from what I experienced with my ex, then you need to have that healing process with a therapist or a counselor. That's right. And you can't dictate what, who does God bring his ch- children around. Tamika, don't take it personal. If it's going to ease your fears, Tamika, you might want to say, hey, can I sit down with you and this other adult and let's have a yes. conversation and set clear boundaries? Baby mama, right. you are good at this. Okay. Right. <laughs> All right. The next one that we have. My son's father keeps messing up and I feel like I always have to fix his life so that the kids don't know what's going on and so that they'll keep respecting him. I'm trying to protect them, but hurting myself in the process. 
What do I do? Ooh, that is from Stacey Ann. That is hard. You know, that is something that I'm, if I can be transparent and honest with you, I had a bit of this experience with you in the beginning. Tell me when. Can I, can I, can I, can I talk honestly? Yeah, do it. I want you to go. Okay. So, because we know how I structured my life, you know, I'm pretty much like a certain, a a little anal, let's say. (laughs) I ain't going to sugarcoat it. And you are a little bit more lax with things. For instance, in the beginning of our relationship, you know, there was times where I felt like you weren't able to communicate with the kids enough because, like, your phone had been off or something. Financial issues had caused you not to be there in the way that I wanted you to be there. You understand? And what happened is that used to upset me because I was like, well, girl, keep your goddamn phone on. You understand? And I I was judging your circumstances not to your face or say anything because I was also trying to protect the kids. I was like, I don't want the kids to ever think that their mom is messing up or whatever. And so I would say things or do things and it was hard. And so I understand what this um, Stacey Ann is saying because she's like, I feel like my child's father is messing up and I'm protecting him and I'm, but hurting myself in the process. And I understood that issue. Sorry, was that too hard for you, babe, mama? No, that's well. I can I can address it. I mean, the way I the way that I saw that, and I mean, and listening to what this lady is saying brings up an excellent uh, a excellent point. Where I was not communicating probably a lot of things with you at the, at one point, Carmo, because I was going through depression and all type of things with my with the dissolution of my marriage. I was feeling really alone. And just not being able to handle those, you know, those responsibilities, you know, of uh, uh, making life choices. Well, I need to pay the lights and I need to pay the rent for sure. Okay, my phone will just have to wait till a couple of days. You know, I'm going to be paid in a few days. I'll get it back on then. But the truth of the matter was the irresponsibility was lying or was stemming from a place, and that place was depression. Really, it's like what she's saying is she's covering for him. But it would also probably be nice if she addressed his issues with him. I think maybe it's a good time for her to maybe see what he what he's going through. Maybe there's some, you know, he needs a little break. Dad needs to go and get himself together. And the way to explain that to the kids on the level of their own understanding is that he's not feeling well right now. He's getting better. Yeah, I agree. I, I, first of all, thank you for letting me be open about that and, like, you know, because you are a wonderful mother. That was one of my frustrations. I, as you know, let me be very clear. Wonderful mother. And you're right. I think that the thing that we never did, that we should have done, is that we never sat down together and discussed it with the children. And there's a way to tell kids about issues without giving them the adult version. You can give children right, right. you can give children the digestible version where they're fully aware but they don't need every detail and every nuance. Um, where they feel respected because they're in, involved in the conversation and I think that is key for what Stacey Ann needs to do now. I think if they were able to sit down and say what do we need to tell the children together? Like Get the one, two, and three of what you're going to say to the kids before you sit down in front of them. You know what I mean? That's right. Ooh, we are getting. I just had to got a little hot on that. Okay, we got right. heavy. All right. Um, next one. My coworker is making my life uncomfortable. 
They are making other co-workers not like me. I know I shouldn't care, but it's hard when you have to see these people every day. It started off because I didn't want to join them for outings, and now the co-worker is just spreading rumors about me as if I don't like the other people we work with. It's just that I'm a private person. What should I do? Love, John. John, let me tell you something, <laughs> okay? I understand the issue that you're having in this relationship because the third party that's bounding you together is a job. And let me tell you something. I've told this to many people many, many times. When you are at a job, the job does not mean you have to be friends. Now, if somebody cannot respect that, the beauty of what happens in jobs is that you have somebody there. You have a boss. And if you are making my work environment uncomfortable, it doesn't mean that I don't like you because I'm going to the boss. It means that I need you to respect my boundaries so that this third party that's keeping us together with this boat of our employment, that we don't mess it up, that we are able to be productive. What's the goal? The goal is to be good at your job. And if there is something that's inhibiting you from being good at your job, then you need to step in and make sure that things change. What do you say, Stephanie? I would encourage him to... In the meantime, bring donuts and kolaches in the morning and don't worry about what they have to say. Like, <laughs> I agree. I mean, I, no one needs to hear me out while I'm saying donuts and kolaches. Like, you're not obligated to buy uh, donuts and kolaches the same way you're not obligated to go on happy hour or lunch break with the group every time they go. But just in the spirit of you working on an office, you know, you don't want to um, ostracize yourself. Yes. I'm comfortable with co- coffee and donuts in the morning and see y'all tomorrow, but that doesn't mean that I'm, you know, not a part of the team. Yes, it's setting a very clear boundary, and I respect that. All right, we have our last question. Um, Stephanie, are you enjoying this? I'm loving it. Thank you. I'm loving your advice, first of all. All right, the last question comes from James V. says, my ex always says negative things about me in front of our kids when I'm not around. Only reason I know is because our daughter will say things to me that I know she could have only heard from her mother. Mm. What do I do? Okay, so the first thing is is that at no point in any relationship when there is a child bounding you and someone else together should you ever say something negative about the other person, that, that child's other parent. When the goal is success of your child, this is only going to hurt and harm the child. So you need to sit the other person down and have a very clear and constructive conversation about why this does not benefit your child going forward. See, a lot of times what happens is when we hear someone talking negative about us, we want to go there and we want to defend ourselves. Uh Uh-uh. Remember the goal. So if you approach the conversation with, listen, our child has been saying things I am not comfortable with. And I believe that they might be coming from you. And sort of go through the things that neither of you want to be brought up in front of your children. You don't want your ex to be brought up, the relationship you had to be brought up, things of that nature. And if the other parent does want those things to be discussed, you should also figure out a way to have that healthy conversation with your child together so that you're both giving your child the perspective. Okay, so I want to also... address that mom doing that. What she needs to realize is this. I don't know the age of the child, but it really doesn't matter. Our children identify through us and with us. They are little parts of who we are. And so they have a lot of pride, this and that. And, you know, it feels good when good things are happening for our parents because we can reflect and go, hey, I'm from them. This man is great. This woman is great. That greatness lives in me. 
So I identify with that and can go on. When you are tearing down the other parent, you are tearing down your child, period. Your child is a mirror of both of you. So when you start saying things about the other parent, that child's self-esteem is being affected as well. Exactly. I wish that we had more time to go through more things together, talk about more stuff. You are not only a phenomenal mother, phenomenal friend, phenomenal co-parent, but you are also a phenomenal co-host, girl. Okay? Thank you. Thank you. Uh, it's easy because um, I believe what we stand on is really real and people need to know the truth, man. <laughs> amen. Amen. Listen, Stephanie, I love you so much. Thank you so much for joining me today. And thank you for giving advice to our friends. All right. It was my pleasure. And thank you, friends, for having me on today. All right. Talk to you soon, love. Friends, oh my gosh, I'm so glad y'all got to talk to my baby mama today. Just remember, when it comes to relationships, it's all about the I, two, three. Today we talked about the three of it, when there is something that's bounding you together. And we will be continuing this conversation about relationships with some very special guests who are important to me later on in the season. So stay tuned in further episodes. Karamo is presented by Luminary Media, produced by Little Everywhere, hosted by me, Karamo. Music by Ernie Wooden and the Big Woozy Band. Remember, this is an entertainment advice show. If you need direct help or direct advice on a physical or mental issue you're currently dealing with, please contact a professional in your town who can advise you. As always, friends, for more healing and growth, check out more episodes of Karamo on Luminary Media. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.